0: How many came in today with a lot on your mind? A lot on your mind. You know, the thing about, it's okay, a lot of us have a lot of our mind a lot of times. If you come in here with a lot on your mind and it it really consumes you, it'll disrupt anything that God wants to do among us. But especially in your life, it'll disrupt a lot of uh, thinking that you may have and, um, I'm going to ask you to try to get everything out of your mind that's, that troubles you or is heavy upon your mind because it will cloud your, your ability to uh, understand things as we go through the message. All right? God's good, any? he? Yes, he is. Hallelujah. <clears throat> if you have your Bibles, then go to Acts chapter 16. The thing that each of us have within us is we have a lot of power. And I don't mean just spiritual power, but we have a lot of power just in it with our ability to decide. And you have to be so careful in life and you get sucked into things you shouldn't compromise, you shouldn't allow in your life. And the power is in, you know, when I was in college and and uh, my first year of college, you know, I told you the horror stories in my first semester almost Bump well uh, point nine GPA I didn't do a whole lot of work. Yeah, yeah. It was uh it was quite an eventful time in my life that first semester. I remember when my parents uh the grades came to the mail, my dad how do I say this? Well he let me go back the next semester, but that is it. And uh but the next semester, I got it up, so regardless. But one of the things I noticed, and it was in my first semester, that uh, there was a lot of, I've told this before, but there was a lot of bombardment about, about my mind, and things that people said, and professors said, and they brought questions against the Word, and they weren't doing Directly, But they were beginning to bring questions in my mind about things I've always stood for and, and uh, uh, things that always bothered me. They were justifying the, the things that it just it was really a confusing time in my life. And, and I really had, had made a, some bad decisions. I didn't make permanent ones, but I made some beginning to make some bad decisions. And it is amazing they didn't try to attack me or to bombard me, but boy, they did. And it's amazing how every one of us, we give up our rights. We give, up the, give somebody else the power to take over our decision making. The power is in your decisions. I'm going to say that again because I really want you to drive, I want to drive it home. The power is in your decision You have this life one time, and decisions that we make, and I know I've spoken on this kind of similar to this a few weeks ago. But don't give your power away. Don't. God gave you this, this right to make decisions. And you know, just, I'm gonna preach on this scripture, but I just thought Adam and Eve they forfeited the rights. We forfeit our rights over things that don't matter and opinions that don't matter. Go to Acts chapter 16 and verse 22. Don't give your power away. And the multitude together, and the multitude rose up together against them. And the magistrates rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them when they had laid many stripes upon them and they cast him into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safe. Who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in stocks. Now, there was a lot of things going on. This is Paul and Sidus, and we know the opposition that they faced. The, the crowd was against them. Was anti, they were anti-Christ. They were, they were the religious people, the Jewish and of the Jews, and they just begin to take all kinds of offense to the things that they begin to say. And so when people take offense to things, they always retaliate with force many times. Now think about us. Instead of saying something, we just bow down and we cower to it and we just let it go on anyway. And Paul and Silas, I don't know necessarily... You can read there about what they were preaching about, but everything about the details, I don't know. But I know that their back was up against the wall, and they were to a place in their life that they had to make a decision. They could either give up, and they could give the power to those that were were before them, or they could keep the power within their own right, with their own mind, and proclaim the truth anyway. Anyway. And the day in which we live, we don't have a, a lot of people that are real um, public on things, but we've got to be. The crowd opposed them. The political pe- people were highly offended. And notice it says they, and, and in and verse 25, 23, and they put many, laid many stripes on them and they cast them in the prison. I don't know if they were, but I would say they were part of the crowd. They were not the political leaders. They were not the religious leaders, that they were part of the crowd. Isn't it amazing over a period of time, if you get enough people involved in something, they'll follow the crowd and you get a lot of things done with the crowd, but they don't know how to say, stand for what is right and say things for what is right. The jailer had direct instructions and that they had to be in the inner prison and then he also put them in stocks. I'm gonna, gonna kind of, demonstrate to you kind of what this looked like they spread their legs real far and they put their feet in stocks well that sounds kind of wicked bad but what he would do we begin to rub sore places on their legs and then they were chamber. then we know they were like in the dungeon if you will because they begin to say things that other people didn't like or didn't agree with now, I want, you to, in, I want you to, in your mind, get a vision of these guys in the inner cell or uh, the prison or the dungeon or whatever. And while they were there, they began to contemplate and begin to think. But one thing that they did not do, they did, they did not get the power of what they were thinking and what they believed. Look at verse 25. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. I'm gonna stop here for just a second. This is a public thing and this is very loud about who they worshiped and who they praised. It didn't matter that their ankles were sore, that there was blood up and down their back and there was holes in their back. They made a decision of what they, they, what they went to jail for. They were continuing to pro- proclaim it. Paul and Silas sing praises and they prayed. And I want you to notice the most important the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately the doors were opened and everyone's bands were loosed. I ask you if you have things on your mind that are heavy this morning. You're consumed with some things this morning up on your mind. You don't know how you're going to make it work. The only thing I can tell you is to put power in your praise. When these people were in the Paul and Silas were in jail they they never once questioned who they were in Christ But many times we fret and we get tore up about things that really don't matter or not that not that he, I say this um, not that they aren't important but we take a temporary situation and think it's life changing Their decision to hold their peace, their decision to hold the power of their decision to change. They were unaware. And I don't know about you, but I thought about these guys in there in the jail cell and all these things going on around them and everything was going wrong. But I never think once that they thought, well, I wonder who hears us. I wonder if we sing loud who hears us and, and are we make an impression about what we sing about or who we're talking about. I think they were in their own little world. They were in the inner chamber. They didn't think you'd even get out of that. As they began to proclaim, and it said that all the prisoners heard it. They were unaware of how important it was. Because the very reason they had stripes on their back and the reason they got put in this place and there was a plan that they didn't know about and they just remained faithful. Power was within them to do what was right even though they were the ones that received the the beatings. And verse 27, and the keeper of the prison waking out of his sleep and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself supposing all the prisoners had fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice saying, do thyself no harm for we are all here. Then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down. Where? Before Paul and Silas. What if they had been so so consumed with what everybody else said and what everybody else was expecting them to do, to be quiet and not sing praises and not proclaim the word of God? Who was riding on them? jailer he came in and fell down before them why was he why did he why did he do this it doesn't make sense except for this except for the fact that they could have went except for the fact they could have went on their way they could have escaped they didn't have tracking devices they didn't have uh computers and all the stuff that we have today And he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in thy house. And they spoke unto unto him the word of the Lord and all that were in his house. And he took them in the same hour of the night and washed their stripes and he was baptized in all his straightway. What if... You and I are more worried about everybody else's concerns and everybody else's beliefs and, and everybody else's limitations than we just keep our mouth shut all the time. I just feel like there's an there's a urgency within our lives and, and, and each of us that there's power in our decisions. the power in our decision to make the right decisions. Let me just read my notes. We are no exception to this rule that the great and important power of what we have to decide. We birth power in others by our decisions. We birth power in their lives because the jailer never could have come to this decision in his family if it hadn't been for Paul and Silas. The most unlikely people to speak truth was Paul and Silas. They were the ones just beating for this. People are looked for People are looking for a powerful decision maker. Go to back chapter three. Have you ever ever been around someone that seemed to always make the right decisions? They just seemed to make the right decisions. You ever been envious of those and and thought, man, I I wish I would make decisions like like they have made? And you see the power and the importance of the decision that they make. In Habakkuk chapter 3, Hold and cleave to the power of decision. Look in verse seventeen. Although although the fig tree shall not blossom, shall the fruit shall the fruit be in the vines? Neither shall there be fruit in the vines. The labor of the olive, the labor of the olive shall fail. The field shall yield, yield no meat, and the flock shall be cut off from the fold. There shall be no herd in the stalls. Yet will I rejoice in the Lord. I will. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Lord God is my strength. He'll make my feet like hinds' feet, cause me to walk upon the high mine high places. There's something about that passage, about a decision that the Habakkuk made. He took all the things in life that look like it's empty. And you may look in your life and you may wonder why. You may see this and why this is unfair and why somebody else has this or that or whatever. Or they have peace in their life and there seems to be no peace in your life. It doesn't matter what we see. We've got a purpose in our heart that we see. We stay faithful to our commitment, to our decisions. Although this, although all this may happen, No fruit, no produce, no olive producing oil, no meat. The flocks be cut off and there's nothing to Saul's. You know what? None of us can relate to that really. We live in America. We live with all of us. Most of our needs are, are met and most of our wants are met. This doesn't make sense to us. We can't even begin to comprehend what this is really like. But when I think about our decision and who we are as a person, where will we be? I've got a purpose in, and where I'm going to go with this in just a minute. But it grieves me to think that in the future how do we handle it? Where's your trust when it's not convenient, when it's not easy, when it's not popular? Psalms 23. Man, I think about how many times we we get hung up on something we don't understand or somebody's hurt us or whatever it may be or maybe disappointment, but we lose... We lose all of our power and our ability to make a decision. It's like we've become entrapped. This doesn't apply maybe to everyone, but I guarantee you there's somebody in here that speaks to your heart about losing the power of your decision. In Psalm 23, you ever wonder how some people trust God regardless? You ever wonder why some people trust God and it doesn't matter what goes on in life? They seem to always have their faith. They always seem to be elevated in faith. They always seem to trust him, but they, they may have all the, the outward signs. It's not good. But there's some, for some reason, there's something on the inside they still trust. In Psalm 23, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I want to go back to verse one and just touch on it. It says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. Of all my decisions, I'll make decisions based on him as my Lord. And then we go to verse four. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, thou art with me. Who is with you? Absolutely. But sometimes we we feel abandoned or we, we may act like we're abandoned. Let's go on, read the rest of that verse. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Yeah. Thy rod and thy staff. I have a, we used to have sheep years ago. I can't say that it ever really causes any trouble. They never got out. They always stayed where they're supposed to stay. But the cow, cattle that I have, they've, I've had a few problems with them. Uh, I've had calves get out of the fence and can't figure out how to get back. And, and um, there's a, a lot of miscellaneous things there. But, The cattle have been more troublesome to me than than the sheep were. But why were they troubled to me? Because I had to go out of my way and I had to get them back in where they needed to be. If they would just understand, if I'm the shepherd and I got a rod and I got a staff, am I gonna let just anything happen to them? When I'm trying to get those back in, I'm trying to do it for their good. There's no fear in trusting the Lord on because of that. Go to uh, 2 Samuel chapter 15. Read about, <clears throat> we're going to read about someone who made decisions and not a whole lot of knowledge, but he knew something was different about what he was following. Second Samuel chapter 15 and verse 19. Then said the king, Teitei, the Gittite, where goest thou also with us? Return to thy place and abide with thy king, for thou art a stranger and also an exile. Whereas thou camest but yesterday, should I should this should I make this day go up and down with us? Seeing I go whither I mayest see, seeing I go whither I may, return thou and take back thy brethren. Mercy and truth be with thee. And Ati Answered the king and said, As the Lord liveth, and as the Lord my God as the Lord my King liveth, surely in what place the Lord the King shall live, shall be, whether in death or in life, even, even there will thy servant be. Now I want to stop for just a second. This guy knew something about following following King David. Now, there was a lot of opposition in in King David's life, and his life wasn't easy. His life was being threatened by Absalom, and Absalom was his son who was going to uh, hopefully, he was hopefully to raise up a kingdom within himself, and he was going to overthrow David. And here's this man who's a foreigner. Here's a man who's a foreigner, a Philistine. And he, he knew what the power of commitment was. He knew what it was. It was from his heart. It was, it was something deep down. He had just been there the day before. He'd just been here since yesterday. And you want to, want to continue and, and dwell with us. And David said to Ati, go and pass over. And Ati did, did get tight, pass over, and all the men that were and all the little ones that were with him. Let me stop here. Who is making, who makes decisions like this? What kind of person would other people follow when they make a decision to follow the king? And I thought about here and us in this place. Decisions that we make, and, and, it, and let me say this to you. It is about individual things that you do. Individual things you have conviction about, and, and, and you have, have reservation about making a certain decisions. It carries a ton of weight, What kind of what kind of person was he? After one day, he followed he followed King David, but not only him, all of his men. And David said to Adi, "Go and pass over," and Adi pass over and his men and the little ones that were with him. There's something about the power of one person, the ability to lead. I don't know if I'm making this clear enough. But there are those with us and those that are, that are under us that fall right behind our decisions that we make. You may not think that it's, it's that big a deal, but it is it's a very big deal very big deal I'm going to talk about something I I don't want to offend anyone or anything else but it it grieves me you may not think it ever matters what you believe and it's a personal decision but it doesn't matter what you believe Has anybody ever had a change in belief system in their life? Has anybody's belief system ever changed in here? What, what caused your belief system, the things that you used to think it were not important are now important? What has caused a change in your life that you value things now that you used to didn't value? Anybody? Absolutely. The biggest thing was to admit. I have to admit that there's things in my life that are not good. There's a certain way that I believed was wrong. It was just wrong. And we may not think that there's a lot of importance in decisions that we make and what we stand for, Oh my goodness, the vast trickle down effect of your decisions and who you are as a person what you stand for as a person matters. It does. It matters in the eyes of Christ. It matters in, in other brothers and sisters. And it matters in those who are not even believers. they like the jailer. He wasn't even a believer. He was going to possibly kill Paul the next day. But because he heard their praying and they're singing and going on, and then the earthquake, I think it woke him up and, and it changed his way of thinking. It did. Just to benefit his, his family. But they all got saved and they're all baptized. And I'll tell you what, you know, there's a change of heart. When when before he was uh, taking them in there and put their feet in stocks, he didn't Bud probably wasn't told to put them in stocks, but he put told them to put their feet, in, didn't tell him, but he probably just stuck their feet in stocks so they couldn't get away anyway. And then a a little, a few hours later, he's got him at his house. He took him out of jail, out of prison. He begins to talk to their back. What happened in his life? He had a a set of values that he once lived by and always operated by, and now he, he made a decision. Man, I was wrong. I was wrong, and I began to follow these other set of values. It matters. It matters. Psalms twenty eight. This is my last passage. If I want to come back up, you can. chapter 20 verse 3 says draw me not away with the wicked with the and the workers of iniquity which speak peace to their neighbors but a mischief in their hearts give them according to their deeds and according to the wickedness of their endeavors give them after the work of their hands render to them render to them their desert their desert <laughs> because they regard not the works of the lord neither the operation of his hands, he shall destroy them and, not, and build them, not build them up. And I began to think, oh, oh, what is it that's such a big deal in America? How can we make a difference? How can I make a difference? How can you make a difference in, in your world in which you live? I began to, I began to think. Tough decisions. Tough decisions. I have a. I haven't planned on saying this, but I'll say it anyway. I have a A grandchild. My daughter had, a, I thought she didn't have a time for Another child. After London was born, we had issues with her addictions and things at that time too, and, and London survived. And a little while later, I don't know how many months later, but she became pregnant again with her fourth child, and she uh, she had an abortion. You see, I'm going to limp through a lot of this sermons this morning. But when you don't think right, you make decisions based on you and not based on everybody else. I'm going to say that again. You make decisions based just upon you are very selfish and not on everybody else. Not what everybody else thinks. Not, Not the influence they have upon others. She was doing drugs exhaustively. Uh, uh, you know, heroin was the main thing that she was really messed up with. She got pregnant again. and uh, It was just an inconvenience to her listen to me. If you're thought processing, you're thinking, it's power. You're thinking. There's power there. Power to to bring life or power to bring death. She brought death to a child. We don't know what it is until we get in the presence of the Lord. We don't know. She had another child. She said, I need some money for an abortion. Well, she knew that was nuts. She asked her mom if that, that wasn't going to happen. So, Wanda began to pray for the baby that was in her stomach, in her womb. Her name's Sophie, as a matter of fact. You think things don't matter. You may think things don't matter, they do. They do. The power of your voice, the power to proclaim things, the power to stand up against things that aren't right, it's within your grasp. And maybe in your domain, just in your little area, your you're few people around you. We was with some good friends last night, and does my decisions matter? Let me tell you something. We may have had another grandchild, but it wouldn't have to be wondering what it was—a boy or a girl. If the right decision was made, should I forfeit all my decisions because they don't really matter or because they do matter? it doesn't matter anymore and this is what I wrote down I just begin to think how so many people have just have just surrendered and accepted things man are you kidding me They just surrender they forfeit all their ability to think for themselves and just give it all up i was with a good friends of ours last night they have a, their son who's 22 23 years old and and he was talking to his parents and he said man why should I continue to work for things why should I try to save why should I ever expect basically why should I ever expect to to have the rights or or have the freedom that that you've had as my parents and when it was Donnie who it was and Donnie said that last night, immediately my thought process began to turn because it was going along with kind of what I was going to be speaking on. Have you lost all sense of hope that you don't value your own decisions? His son feels like it's all pointless, basically, because he says, we're going to be a socialist country If we're ever to that place. It's because it, people have taken all of their freedoms and they've let them just do whatever you want as long as you don't bother me. We as a church, we've got to stand for what is right. What is right? It matters how you rule your thoughts. It matters how you rule your thoughts. It matters how you rule your thoughts. because there's not one person in here that doesn't have battles that go on within your mind. They may be for very, a very different amount of circumstances. it matters how you rule them with honesty integrity sexuality who's your neighbor immigration abortion on demand you see there was a time that I didn't wasn't really affected by that by someone's decisions and they, and they, they have their rights they have what they think is their rights but it began to make me think about how many of us can get sucked into thinking in the world in which we live that our decision doesn't matter let me tell you something your decision matters and the power behind what you stand up for and stand up against makes all the difference in the world and what else matters your decision to follow Christ there's nothing else that matters anymore than that one decision he doesn't make us perfect he doesn't come into our life and, and take all the problems out of our life but he gives us a proper perspective this is a proper perspective. I don't sit and dwell on what happened to, what happened to our, our grandchild and my daughter. But I'll tell you this. It's because of Christ that, that my wife and I can still look at her and love her. And sometimes we take all the, the options out of our life because we don't have Christ in the middle. A center of our life. Maybe you're here, and you need to understand the power of your decision. Extreme power is yours, and it doesn't mean, i say this a lot, but it isn't power-like to make lightning bolts come out of your fingers and and shoot a spider web from your wrist, a little something there. You can't fly like Superman. But it's amazing when a person surrenders to Christ, they can begin to make decisions, the right decisions. One of the hardest and greatest battles within our life is, is our decisions with, within ourself. If you don't know Christ, he's not the Lord of your life. I'll I, I start by having you bow your heads, but I'm not going to. We may be good on the outside and, and, and wonderful and our morals are right and everything, but things are still not the right way to be until Christ becomes the Lord. Of the inside. Because we can harbor and go through a lot of things in here that nobody ever sees. Have you ever made him your Lord and Savior? Have you? Do you need to? We go through all the things and learn how to be, but not experiencing I gotta have I gotta have Jesus, man. He's the difference maker. He's what he's what makes our makes our mind up on certain issues and values and just people. If you're here, I know this is untraditional or whatever customary. Usually we say you bow your heads and close your eyes, but this morning I'm to give you an opportunity with no no eyes, bow and No heads bowed, no eyes closed. I mean Jesus the Lord of my life. I need my decisions to be right. That they don't just affect me, but they affect the generations after me. Because in essence, isn't that what we're all about anyway? The next generation. Would you come?